Alicia. I'm a mother. I'm a black woman. I'm intelligent. I love to travel. I'm beautiful. And I speak my truth. You are listening to the Speak Your Truth podcast series. Happy Wednesday, y'all. And welcome back to, to, to Speak Your Truth Podcast. I'm laughing because it's been one hell of a fucking Wednesday. Like, oh my God, just trying to get this, this podcast recorded and situated. And we started diving off into the conversation. I wasn't recording that shit. But <laughs> you can't make those moments. So we're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. Do it again. Um, but it's, I have two guests here. <laughs> And I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves first and then one of the guests. Um, we started talking about some interesting stuff. So reintroduce yourself for the listeners and then we're going to dive right in. <laughs> okay. Hello again. Right. <laughs> my name is Chanel. I'm a community health worker for United Healthcare and I'm also an ambassador for their My Connections program, which is a program that is geared towards individuals who have high ER visitations. Um, they provide housing and things for that. Anything that is, yeah, they provide housing or anything that the patient is insecure of that is causing the high rate of ER visits. Are you serious? Dead ass. <laughs> so, um, so we provide that, and there's a slew of other programs I mean, and stuff how, that we have. How often do y'all provide housing to people? We provide housing on a case by case basis. Okay. So. Like from like I know the need is it's very high, but our um, standard right now is housing first because we really understand that housing is the main issue for people who are living on the streets or people who are having such a high turnover rate with jobs that they've been going to um, or just why they can't take care of the kids, why they've been giving their kids to family members or why kids have been missing school, things like that. So we've been trying to take that initiative and we've been doing fairly good because we've um, had a significant increase of our funds being returned to us due to us not having to make that big payment to these right. hospitals due to patients having those high ER visits. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So then what, is it more so home, homeless people or is it kids? Or Actually, I just, uh, saw an article, I could probably send it to you, but it was an article that they're working with the um, tent community right now. That they, yes, so sad. Yes. yeah, they're actually housing, of, they've housed a few of them um, and they've given them luxury apartments where they can store food and everything like that. They don't pay their rent, United Healthcare is paying like rent. for how long? It's like from 12 from until they get on their feet because everyone has a case manager because I was a part of the My Connections program. I was the first one to start the program. So they came to me. I signed over the information. They would be um, keeping record of my health appointments and everything like that. And while they're keeping track of that, I have a caseworker who is getting me connected with different things that they see fitting for my circumstance. So the first thing that was fitting was housing. I needed housing immediately because I was about to be put out. So when they um, 
saw that need and they saw I had two boys, they were like, okay, we're gonna, she's gonna be our pilot. We're gonna figure out how to get this off the ground. And once they saw that immediately once I received housing, my ER visits trickled down by, I wanna say one visit a month. But before it was every single day. Really? Yeah, cause I was having panic attacks every day. So I would like sit every day, but I was having panic attacks. So once they saw that, they were like, we have to do something for these individuals because we are coming out of pocket for these people going yeah. to the ER every day. And even still, like we have people who are homeless who go to the ER every day that are under a certain health insurance and the insurance is having to pay that bill because they're just going to the hospital to get a sandwich. They're just going to the hospital just to um, have somewhere to sleep for a couple hours. Right. And we like when you have that type of stuff, you don't think about someone using their health insurance as that go get to. But I'm like, who's accepting that, that for a sandwich like this? Huh. Okay. You go to the ER asking for a sandwich. And they charge. See, that's why healthcare is a scam. But that that's another fucking story. But thank you, Chanel. Welcome. <laughs> Let me introduce my next guest, or I'm allow her to introduce herself. I wish I had applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Bree. Hey, Bree. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am. I do a few things actually. <laughs> I am a youth worker at Lad Lake, which is a residential treatment facility. Um, I work mostly with teenage girls. <laughs> Um, I have six young ladies on my unit, or five at the moment. Um, I do business services um, for KRS Hair and Wax Studio, as well as Balance Cocktail Lounge um, on Locust and Bremen. Um, and then I run a business. I do business services as well as educational services. So brand management, marketing, um, websites, um, curriculum development, blogging, the whole gamut. Right. Now you were telling us before we got on air that you work seven days a week, no days off. Yeah, no legit. Days <laughs> off. Right. Unless she's in a Like no days off. At no all. days so off. How do you? How? how like how? Um. Right. So my schedule is just my schedule is kind of I I make sure I stagger it a little bit so that I have. You know a couple hours here or there to like kind of recover some time yeah. um so like sundays i work sunday mornings i'm done by three so that means even if i need to hop to the salon for an event or go do an event with a client or you know whatever have you i can take care of that in the afternoon and then still be able to get enough sleep to you know function mondays <laughs> Um, Mondays I don't work until you know the evening so okay. it's a little easier I have yeah. a couple hours in the morning yeah. to do work yeah. and you know whatever before I go to work then I usually have like client meetings and then I'm back at work or then and then uh, the, the latter half of the week I'm at the salons um, until six o'clock and then after that it's usually like client work and stuff like that so when I just kind of shuffle when you, like, when do you take new time? Um, when I'm on vacation Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> when I'm on vacation, oh my God. that's oh. the only time I have. Unless I take literally take a day off, I have to literally take a day off. How often do you 
Um, so far, I have gone on vacation every month this year, pretty much. Me, me too, yes! <laughs> Since April. Like uh, April was Atlanta, May was Europe, June was Vegas, July was New Orleans. Uh, August, I'm not going anywhere. September is New Orleans again. Oh, you're going back? I'm going back. Okay. Um, because y'all know, well, y'all don't know. No, so that so you don't. I'm, I plan on moving to New Orleans area. So not to say, I know. Mm. First of all, I plan on moving to the New Orleans area in about a year and a half. Not the city of New Orleans, okay. but like, you know, you fly. Have you ever been to New Orleans? I haven't been yet. <laughs> and it's, it's really on my list. Like, I, honestly, I feel like New Orleans, I feel like the city is calling me. No, I haven't I'm been yet. Back on the couch. Like, you New Orleans, I mean, and I'm, it's not just because I'm biased, but there is no place in this world like New Orleans. I mean, it, it's literally one of a kind. But from the way they celebrate their funerals, um, they have second lines, which is basically a parade, and the whole city come out and they play in the horns. It's like, I, I mean, the way they send their people I've off. I've seen a lot of that. Yes, yeah. and the food, the way they talk, yeah. first of all. But um, oh, the, the food, the yes, culture. Creole food is phenomenal. Yes, so I'm like, <laughs> you, you have to get to New Orleans, and people be like, I don't want to go for Mardi Gras, and it's like, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but no, I actually don't want to go for Mardi Gras. But it's a tourist. I want to go for the actual culture. Yes, yes, and that's what. So let me tell y'all. Anytime I've ever heard about it, I've heard about it for the culture. Mm -hmm. Right. So went originally for Mardi Gras, fell in love with it with the history because I'm a history person. Me too. Right. I'm a history and, person. Um, I started like venturing off and I'm like, I want to see what the locals do. And I, and I, I, I love it now. Granted, it is a city with a lot of crime. So it's literally just like Milwaukee. So I'm like, and people, it's, it's, it's excuse me, it's crime everywhere. Yeah. But I'm like, I really feel like what I'm doing with like the author stuff, the speaking engagement, the hosting, the everything, I something just drawing me to there. And I'm like, even if it don't work out, I can always move back, but people, have really been getting to me like, don't think you finna go to no to no bigger market and think you finna pop there. Like you can't move to Atlanta and pop there. It's too many people. It's too saturated. No, I'm like the thing is, you have to go somewhere where people are willing to absorb what you have to provide. Mm -hmm. But even again, yeah, I, I don't want to let their doubts get to me. So like the other event, I mean, know, also yeah. look. Let's be honest. If there are tons, a shit ton of people in New Orleans, right. and there are a shit ton of people in New York. And everybody in New York do what they do and they don't give a damn about what the next person is doing. Milwaukee is the only place I've ever been or ever lived that moves like I'm the only person that can do this. Yes. I, I really <laughs> There are 7 like, billion I, I, people in the world. You really think you're the only person doing that shit? Thank you. And I really like, don't... And people are like, oh, if you don't like Milwaukee so much. And I'm like, I really don't like it here. First of all, I hate the winter. I'm sick. Of, I, I'm mad that I got to be here for another winter before I move south. Uh -huh. But I'm like, I really hate the fact that we really are a crabs in a barrel mentality. But when I go other places like New Orleans, mm. they say the same thing. But I'm like, y'all just ain't met the right person. I do. And I, I keep myself motivated by this because I know I got the book. I try to do events and all yeah. of that. So I have different events for like I have pole dancing class. I got the movie thing that's coming up. And it's like. I do so try to do so many events and get people together and like oh I'll support I'll support 
But let somebody who got a bigger following or talk shit on Facebook all day do the same thing. Like people support popularity and then you got people that what really irritates me is when people can't step out of their comfort zone and get to know new people. Mm -hmm. I hate yeah. it when people be like, I, well, I ain't gonna go because my friend ain't coming. I'm like, okay, come by yourself. Right. Like, right. Meet somebody fucking new. Like, mm -hmm. that's the thing about Milwaukee is that nobody is ever like really open to doing anything by themselves or doing Shit anything without yep. being the one that's known or actually knowing everybody there. Yep. And yep. my thing is I've been actually trying to push myself to go to places where I know nobody. Do because it. I'm it's tired. I'm tired of knowing everybody in Milwaukee. It's the best. Like, go, like, learn you... I started traveling alone, for one, because I felt like I always travel alone. Yeah, because my friends would be With like, the exception girl, of I can't the go. last vacation I went on, yeah. everything else I travel alone. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to not go because you can't go. So right. I'm not traveling alone. Like, I you can't live your life alone. based on what everybody else can thank and can't you. do. And I'm trying to wear that lesson. Thank you, ladies. You'll get there. So mm -hmm. come, come to my girl's night out. I will go to the bar by yeah. myself. Yes. I will take myself to the movies. Yeah. I will, whatever I want to do, I'm not going to wait on nobody do else to do it. Do it like do it just because do it by the thing is, I realize how much you miss out on because mm -hmm. other people don't want to do it. Then you like, Ooh, girl, I go to I festivals and all type of stuff by myself. Like, and now. people ask all the time how I get so many like weird ass opportunities. Like uh -huh. some of the times that I've traveled this year uh -huh. has been business travel that has yeah. not been out of my pocket. So like yeah. I do work with the LGBTQ task force. Yeah. Okay. And um, my first trip of the year actually was to Detroit for um, one of the national conferences. I work that conference every year. Oh wow! And it's something because I do stuff by myself, yeah. and I randomly meet people, you meet and people. you know, yeah. whatever. And then people are like, "Oh, you know," especially within like the academic and like social justice community. That community is small, and that's a referral yeah. type of community. Yeah. So it's like, "Oh, I need somebody who does this or does that." Does anybody know? And they're like, "Oh no, I don't do that, or I don't have time for that right now." Right. But have a friend or you know whatever whatever and then before you know it you're doing amazing stuff but if you had never taken the time to go somewhere or do something simply because you wanted to not because somebody else was yeah, gonna be you, there whatever the funny thing is the most exciting or thrilling moments of my life have always been when i was by myself mm -hmm. when i was by myself exploring or doing something I, that's when all my opportunities came to me but then when I start trying to include people girl. and they don't fit with the uh my, with the mixture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My girls trips every year, I be like, and I tell I go to New Orleans every year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm I, I am gonna move to that area. Okay. Um and it's like I'm like, okay, yeah. uh, I go to Mardi Gras every year, who coming? It start off with like six, then it go down to four, then three, then two. Um, but then we meet, but then it's just fine because yeah. it's like I have friends there now. So like yeah. when I go there, I stay with friends. I don't gotta mm -hmm. pay for a hotel or nothing like that. But then the other thing too, um, I did just book a speaking engagement in Atlanta and I'm like, I've been in Milwaukee all my life and I know people, but people support who they want to support. But then it's like, it's hard not to take that shit personal. personal. Um, but then you just got to think about, okay, what can I do better mm -hmm. to, you know, get people to these events and collaborate with other people? People don't want to collaborate yeah. at all. What is yeah. that about? People say you want say they want to collaborate. Like it's, it's, People don't really understand what collaboration really is. No. Because they want like, the light. They yep. Want the light. Everybody wants they the light. And I really, and I don't, I don't, 
I'm venturing into the speaking engagement thing, so it's not something that I claim to be an expert in. When I saw you post that, I was like, Yeah, what? I, I don't claim <laughs> to be. I said, Wait a minute, this no, is you right here. No. This is a I was like, oh, because okay, I, I hate that pretentious bullshit where people yeah. are like, I can give you the tools you need for success. Shut this up. is my proven six-step method, and it's like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, if you really wanted to help people, one, you wouldn't have gotten any money for this speaking engagement. Exactly. Two, you would have had more of an intimate setting instead of speaking to large crowds. Exactly. You don't know what people's struggles are with their businesses. Like, See, I just don't and like that's stuff exactly like that. what I want to do also too with my podcast because I want to be able to offer people the tools but also that one-on-one hand-in-hand right watching them go through the steps and functionality of actually making the resource ignite yeah because so many people get handed a piece of paper okay call these numbers you came to my business brunch right yeah and I still so like People had to pay for the business brunch, but they weren't. They had to pay for the brunch. You know, I had to pay the right. caterer. I didn't make any money off of that event, and the reason that I did that is because I know a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I think I had about 20, 21 people there that have great business ideas, and I love pouring into people. And I'm like, I got really good friends that's good at public relations, mm-hmm. marketing, graphic design. Let me put y'all in front of these people so y'all can know who to go to. Because I see, I see them all the time. Who can make a logo? Mm-hmm. Who can do this? Who can I do see this? that set is so Yes. Much. So I'm like, let me put you in front of the people that can help y'all with this stuff. And I still follow up with these people. Like, um, mm-hmm. either booking services or I'll invite, like, my friend is an esthetician. And mm-hmm. she does amazing at I facials. Yes. I need her. I will. She does it's amazing weird. at facial, facials, vajayshals, waxing, all sugaring, all of that stuff. So I told her, I was like, oh, you should start posting videos or how to, or this is not like people want to see videos. And you know what the fucked up thing is too? I've been like, cause I mean, I, I like, <laughs> I did that event and I, and I loved it. People like, I'm so glad I came to business brunch, but then you have someone else that I tried to collaborate with. And it's like, I'm like, oh, I want to do this business brunch. I'm like, you're great in your business, successful, yada, yada, yada. But then she was like, oh, I don't have the time. But then literally, not even a week later, a status was like, I'm thinking about hosting a business startup um, event and I'm going to offer this, 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 who would come? Yeah. And of course you got, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, See, that's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just like, that's some bullshit. I try not to take things personal. So just like this upcoming movie night, it's only $10. So I'm like, it's only $10. And I'm like, how do I get people to come to this event because my first mom's night was a great success and I'm See, like the pole dancing that I didn't make it to I had to cancel that because I didn't get I didn't get it like when, when I don't get enough interest or people say they're interested but I'm like I need like because I'm new and yeah, I'm not famous yeah, yeah. I need buy-in yeah. and it's like okay I'm gonna do a raffle or I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this so people can feel okay giving me their money knowing that they're getting something but i'm like you getting a movie ticket yeah <laughs> you getting a raffle ticket i always do good good raffle prizes so i'm just you know so i'm like i, I feel like it's gonna be a, a pretty decent event so i'm like my goal is like 10 people, people. hopefully you know my so. sister she was so she's like hey make it to the pole dance today i said well you ain't pay your money <laughs> yeah you, and it's like you have you have to pay your money so i can secure right, your seat and i'm like know. this is the cheapest event i've ever had it's ten dollars and it's because you just can't pay your movie ticket so they can all be together you know what i mean mm-hmm. and sometimes like today 
I was telling, I think you today that it's just it's discouraging. Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, you try to get this book out there yeah. and it's like, okay, I gave out all these books, like, and I'm asking people like, can you leave a review? Can you leave a review? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Or and then like from the book, I try to keep up with my blog from the like and now I'm easing into speaking engagements and I'm like I really like speaking to people. Yeah. I love pouring into people. And I feel like if you really want to help people, like people claim they do, then you wouldn't charge for it. So yeah. I, I don't, and people are like, girl, you stupid, isn't it? And I'm like, I mean, capitalism is great, but I'm like, yeah. this is a connect. So like the event I'm going to in December talks mm-hmm. about suicide prevention. Why would I charge them to have me come there and talk about that? Like, I, I just well, feel like I mean, it's unethical. So, I'll put it to you this way. I yeah. can see both sides of the spectrum because yeah. I do community work and I've yeah. been doing it for about 10 years at this point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, capitalism is a bitch. It is. And <laughs> as a creative, as an intellectual, what I produce, the thoughts that I come up with, the things that I have to say, that is my work. That is my contribution to the world. So, the same way you would pay me to clock in, to do whatever you know particular thing you need me to do is the same way you need to compensate me for my energy for my time for my travel for you know all of those things because you have to realize that it is work you gotta prep for this you gotta make this slideshow you gotta sit down and you know put things together and with with certain topics it take a lot out of you to prepare and actually have that discussion that the that emotional labor, all of those things. That work, this work is triggering. Yeah. It's triggered. And that's what that's what you're charging for. Not that you don't mm-hmm. care about the cause. Not that See, you're not you committed. Like but you, it is level. actual work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. See, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Because I just be so gung ho. Like I hate capitalism, but I love it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like because you have the heart to just want to help. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. And, and when that, you have that the heart is. to want to yeah. help yeah. so much and not receive, I think and that, and that, that you that have a giver's mentality. Right. Yeah. You are a giver. Yeah. Every giver is yeah. when it comes to receiving. You're like, no, no, no. I really yeah. just want to heart. And it's like, and honestly, people don't want to give. I'm like, because I give and people love to receive, but they never, people never want to give. But yeah. I'm like, I, I'm always giving things you know so I, that's just me because I, I used to be so mad when i'm like why the hell personal trainers charge <laughs> what is, damn don't they care about my health right Dang, I'm, so, I, I'm somewhat the same way so i am very much like a, a giving person and yeah. I, I do a lot of that but at the same time i had to learn that at the end of the day mm-hmm. You got bills to pay. You got expenses. You have sure. all of those things, just like everybody yeah, else. That is true. And you you have to be able to function, especially when, when like that, yeah. in a lot of cases, I have to actually take off to take off work to yeah. be at whatever this thing is. Okay. Which means now you have to compensate me because I'm cutting into my life money. That's true. <laughs> like, but I can't wait to get to the day, and I know it's gonna come. And it, and it take, and I keep reminding myself it takes years to become an overnight success and I keep mm-hmm. reminding myself like girl you just starting out like mm-hmm. find your niche in the market like yeah. find that because I'm like I do so much it's like events and this and mm-hmm. this and that and the way people are just so stupid today and I'm just gonna say it 
especially on social media. Like you need a cookie cutter thing. So when people say Alicia, like, oh, that's that girl that do the books. But I'm like, I do more than the books. So right. I'm like, that's what I've been struggling with. Like mm-hmm. today I posted. Is it a, just like branding yourself? Branding myself. Okay. And then it's like, I, I had, I couldn't afford to keep my public, my PR person on because I have a kid. I got this. Yeah. Um, so I had to let her go. So I've kind of been like waiting in the water doing it on my own. But I figured out, I'm, I'm, I think I finally understand my social media audience. I could post a quote, maybe like nine likes and 13 likes, and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing things to get validation from likes, but I need to understand like this whole algorithm thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the and at the same time, that's how you get paid. Yeah. Yes, it's a tool. <laughs> yeah. I posted a, several pictures today of myself from Women Crush Wednesday, literally Everybody. 60 likes mm-hmm. in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I think my audience want to see pictures of me, but how do I? <laughs> That's how my yeah. audience is. Yeah. I'm like, but how do I? Like, go? especially when I'm vacationing. Yeah. Like, so now at the, yes. I'm at the point where I almost only post pictures while I'm on vacation. Yes. So, like, my Instagram is like locations. It's like rows of different locations. Yes. So, like, this row will be New York. This row will be Miami. This row will be, you know, so literally. I want to get to that point where I have, you know how, like, the celebrities have a professional photographer, like, following them and stuff. I want to get to that point. Like, I do have a photo shoot coming up to promote, you know, like, the podcast and speak the truth and all of that. So, like, and I'm like, this, like, being a personal brand is expensive. It is. I have to Because you have to have content all the time. All the time. I have to That's take a photo pictures. shoot like every month. Though. Every like, other month, I'm taking a photo shoot. But this is my thing, though. I feel like when you're dealing with that arena of everything, you have to yourself build that up for you not to have to then have that splurge on yourself to have to do that. Yeah. But it, and I, I just you got to figure out a way yeah. to build it in build, as an expense. Because of, that's what I've been doing, like in the background, yeah. is I'm building up, building up content, 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 and slowly I'm going to release it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like if I put the stress on myself to just have to come up with content like every week or every two weeks or every month or something. Yeah, because like my next phase for me. I want to start posting videos, so I bought a tripod. But I really want to start posting videos because if I'm serious about this speaking stuff, people yes. need to see that I have the ability to orate. Uh-huh. So I want to start posting videos. I'm gonna play around with my iMovie. Damn Apple! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, with the I'm just and it's right on my phone, so I'm gonna play around with that to try to make it look like something. Mm-hmm. But um, I just really can't wait to the point where I'm at where. I'm in Detroit one week, but then I fly out to LA for like, I want my office to be to anywhere. Be I want to spend time with my son. Like mm-hmm. I just hate, 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 Have hate you had a nine that to five. Yes, I want him to travel with me. I hate having a nine to five. And it's like, right now it's a security blanket for health insurance and all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't, and I think honestly, what I'm gonna have to do Cause my first big risk is moving from Milwaukee and mm-hmm. you know network networking with more people there. But the second big risk for me would be to stop working and figure it out, and like that will really push me to like get this book. And shit. I was gonna say like you know what when you when you aren't working when you don't have that to fall back on you figure it out. Yeah. Because to a, the majority of my income is actually self employment right now. Yeah, really. And because beautiful. I, I had no choice. Yeah. I had to figure it out. Yeah. Um, like when you, I lost my job the week, the week of Christmas actually. Wow. Um, and I had to figure it out. And within a couple, maybe a couple weeks later, um, I was working with 
a company that I had worked with, I interned with in undergrad, um, and I was doing her social media. And then I got a contract to do um, digital operations for another company. And then I got a call from the salon to do like business operations side, you know, yeah. stuff. And and it just kind of kept building from there. Yeah. Um, working with the the kids actually was a part time job because I wanted the certifications for like long term stuff. Like right. at, at some point I want well actually with probably within the next couple of years I want a group home for LGBTQ youth. Oh, so yeah. it was more so right. about gaining the the experience of getting the certifications and it ended up being I was picking up so many hours covering so many shifts I'm full-time at this point (laughs) but for the most part my income was completely self-employed until I fell into that full-time thing but you you will you will be amazed at what you figure out you can do when you have to and and that's definitely what I'm thinking about doing because I'm like I need to the first book is here yes it's here Mm -hmm. but I'm like I'm working on the second book and it's like I really have it in my heart that the second book, Bitter Baby Mama, <laughs> is going to be my bread and butter, swear to God. So I'm like, I need to continue to work on it and what I want to do this time around. So I, I didn't know the first time making the book. So like to get it published at the big publishers, you got to like pitch the angle mm-hmm. um, to like different agents and see if they'll pick it up. But they want to produce the book. They don't want the book already produced. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. So because my book is already produced, they not really fucking with it. But I'm like, right. <laughs> for real, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, they want a, a, a snippet, like, kind of, yes. yeah. So I'm like, this second book that I've been working on, Bitter Baby Mama, and I'm just really trying to get, I have the concept, but I'm like, do I want to do it, like, a compilation of different people's stories? Do I just want to write from my experience? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. And by December, I'm going to have, you know, keep sending it out, keep sending it out. And I'm, I'm going to give me an agent. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm I mean, pitch both there. options. Yeah. Pitch whatever options you come up with, send, send them all out. Yeah. See what which one gets picked up. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, just from hearing the options, I like the idea of hearing three different stories mm-hmm. or three different, three different angles. Because that, I don't man, know. It I, makes like my brain, it. I like hearing. I like hearing it from a man, a man's point of view. It makes my brain just like trigger. Like, okay, that's yeah. good because you're getting the authentic yeah. perspective. Yeah. Like, and then that'll make people put themselves into that perspective. Like, oh, is he seeing me like right. this? Is she seeing me like that? That's not really what I. And mean. then you take the book and you turn it into a curriculum, right. and then yeah. you turn the curriculum into yeah. something like Let's, you know, it's yeah. a step by step process yeah. of you know. People are like, oh, I'm really interested in this book. Where did like, this methodology come from? Where did this yeah. come from? Like, you turn yeah. it into a whole other thing. Right. And you just keep making it work. Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get there, y'all. I'm gonna get there. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm gonna get there. But we're gonna be back for our last segment. Stay tuned. In the airport is so stupid. We were talking about this earlier, but the, the airport is just like a hub of ignorance. No one ever knows anything. I love, I see, and I love the camaraderie at the airport. You get there, <laughs> check your bag in, you know, because you can do Southwest, you can do the self yep, check in. Yeah, self check in. I go through my pre check, you know, so I skip the line. And I actually need to renew it, and I got global entry, so when I got back yeah. from, from London, I need to, re- I, I need to do uh, the pre check too, because I fly way too much to be stuck in line. To be waiting. <laughs> 
Look, and the reason I almost missed my flight yes. to Cuba. I missed like, my flight. I almost missed my flight to Cuba. Fuck, stuck in the fucking security line. I missed my New York, dirty ass LaGuardia. And I had no, no, there. I take it back. That wasn't Cuba. I almost missed my flight to Miami. The damn, I, we were sitting on the tarmac here for like 30 minutes after wow. the plane was supposed to have taken off. It was like drizzling. And oh, we sat yeah. on the tarmac for 30 minutes. Then I landed in Chicago. So I landed in Chicago Ooh, late. Here? Then I had to get from uh, going through O'Hare, and I'm like, listen, I, I am in O'Hare. There is yeah. no way I am yeah. going to walk past a Garrett's while I'm in the airport. <laughs> so I had to stop and give me some other right. platform. <laughs> and I almost missed my flight. When I went to New Orleans in July, when I went to New Orleans last month, um, I found me a round trip, literally, for less than $200. That's fucking wow. rare. That's Ooh. a super plug. Flying right. out of Midway. So I'm like, damn it. So... Got to Midway, five in the morning, airport already fucking packed, 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 all my, it's like, packed ain't even, like, it's worse than O'Hare, I'm like, god damn, packed, (laughs) the security line, it was all filled up, but it was all the way back out towards the entrance, I'm like, god damn, I'm like, I'm gonna miss my flight, oh my god. That's how I feel about Atlanta's airport. Yes. Atlanta airport give me anxiety. Yes, but (laughs) that was the regular line I had pre checked. When nobody in the line, like, when nobody in the line, like, oh, thank you, Jesus, yes, <laughs> yes, girl, I got you over here. Oh, yes, because I, I was, I, I was gonna have a fucking anxiety attack. I hate the Atlanta airport, hate the Las Vegas yeah. airport, like all, all them real big airports was like, oh, you got to go to Terminal C, but you got to take a train to Terminal D. To yeah, to, like. Yeah. I don't have fucking time. The the air the, the Las Vegas airport really got on my fucking nerves. We were trying to find baggage claim. Tampa's airport is trash too. Yeah, each airline <laughs> okay. each airline has their own safety. Absolute garbage. Like is it right? why is there a train to go like right there? It's like, oh. <laughs> right. The court. Right, like Atlanta has that train. Their train is efficient. It is, but but the thing about Atlanta's train is it cuts off when the Marta cuts off. So I I flew into Atlanta at like eleven forty five. Yeah. By the time I get off the flight and get down to the plane, get down to the uh, train, it was pulling off, and that was the last one for the night. So I had to wrap an hour through every terminal of Atlanta's airport, and get this, it was the summertime, and it was under construction, so the air was off. In the middle of the night, they're painting, the air is off. Like, I was like, listen, this is the worst, the absolute worst airport experience I've ever had in my life. Wow. Um, The Houston airport, they have a train that goes outside. Uh, the yeah. Vegas airport to get to baggage claim. I don't really remember much about Houston. See, that's we have to get on the, the bus. Of my traveling has been on air travel. I love the train. The train? Girl, fuck yes. that. If it's going past Chicago, I'm not doing it. She's I don't like the Amtrak. Know. Right, I don't know. I don't like the Amtrak, but the train in Europe, I will go, I will country have like a month. Oh, yeah. But in the easy. States, I don't ride the Amtrak. It's so easy. It's so easy. Yes. It's relaxing. The yeah. cars are separate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so nice. I, like, we, um, I went on the yeah, train like from London to Paris, and we went underwater. It was so cool. Ooh, like, it was so freaking cool. Um, 
But you know, we had to go through customs, right? You know, yeah. and then we had to go to customs again. We got to the train station, Paris. But I, I will say that I, <laughs> yeah. I never had to do that. Like country hopping, I never what? had to go through customs. I had my passport on me, like London just in case. France, they made us but, go and they stamped my passport. Like we had, they didn't check my bags, but we we had to show our passport. That's wow. Wow. Did go going that from what yeah. going on in from the um from London is and it's y'all so. <laughs> We was at King's Cross Station. I don't know if y'all Harry Potter fans, but we were at King's Cross. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And um, it was a lot of people there from different countries, though. Like, mm-hmm. lots. So it wasn't just people going to France, from France. It was Asian, India. I mean, yeah. people from all yeah, over there. So I the guess they had to mm-hmm. check people airport. I mean, bags. But we, um, it was kind of like a little airport because our bags went through the things. And then, like, you know, we couldn't have no water, none of that. Um, but I, I love yeah, London. I would never drive. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh my god. Besides the fact the that it's on the are, opposite are side, are but I mean the way that they drive, like it, it's not as regulated as it is here. And I'm like, oh my god. But uh, the rest of the world is like that. No one's regulated as driving oh in the US. Oh my god. It, oh my god. Is it no street lights? <laughs> it's street. I mean. How can I explain it? Because even in South America, the driving is reckless. Probably the same way in London. Driving in Africa is ridiculous. There's no the roundabouts. I mean, it was just I was I was scared. Yeah, roundabouts. Uh, and the they buses, speed like crazy yep, too. The buses drive real close to and the curb. The taxis and, and, decker, decker and uh, bikes and, <laughs> yeah, and bikes. motorcycles yep. and <laughs> motorbikes. Oh my god! And Paris, Paris, yes. In Paris, that's all they got is the mopeds. In Paris, that's all they fucking got. And you know how we just got terrified because all the damn streets are cobblestone. Yeah. So you just like bounce up and down. And you know how they got how we just got the line scooters here. Yeah. It's like in Paris. They have like the version of like line mopeds. Like people just leave mopeds every fucking where. You just get serious? one. Wow. You know, get one. Get on it. And Paris is I small. I need to go try a line. Yeah. My sister gave me a little free. I'm not getting on no fucking. I can't How do it. No, I'll probably will die. I said, I'm not oh, doing that. Let me go call no, up the scooter. But I heard somebody just told me that they banned them in Milwaukee now what? because a lot of people, people drivers were complaining about them. I can see that. Wow. Because everyone in But remember, they also, like, they banned whatever the first version was. Bubbler bikes? No, no, no. Not oh, the bubbler shit. bikes. After bubbler bikes, there was some, whatever that first scooter was. It was a scooter? It was oh, some the, little uh, green little thing. Little the bird scooter? Yeah, the bird, the bird. scooter. The they that? banned the bird scooters. Then that these era. things came out. I missed they, the bird I heard era. they just banned those. Wow, I still see them down. I still see them downtown. I work at City Hall. I saw a line scooter over uh, in the hood somewhere. They be, they do be in the hood, and you can't steal them because they got trackers on. Right, them. Yeah. and I was just and like, wherever where is the money and time, or the time run out at is where that motherfucker stop at. I, 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 I wonder if you pay by the mile. I was. I think you pay by the like, minute. You must. Oh. Uh, I said you must have ran out of time. Because you was over. They be all up and down. It was like three of them. Uh, I was gonna say on King Town and Walgreens. Yeah. I was like, you just get a okay. On Third and Locust, like somebody oh, had a scooter. Yep, they pay you if you like get them at night and charge them and stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's so I'm like, what if they be dead? Somebody go around and collect them? Yeah, people collect them and charge them. Charge them. 
I'm it's like they have trackers on them, so they like come up in the app of like where they are and stuff like that. People like go and pick them up and charge them. Look at that. Huh. All right. Well, this last segment, I know we've digressed a little bit, but I've been recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but one, I want to invite y'all to join my. Well, it is in my book club, but I'm in a book club, and it's um, a lot of black, just wonderful people. Um, you were telling me about the book yep, club. Yep, and we have. As as and I told you yes. I wanted to do. Yes. I told you I wanted to do. The yes. Book yes. Club. So we have. So now that it's starting to get called out, we meet just ver- we have discussion on Facebook. So we don't. Or we'll go to coffee shops here. But the book closeout and celebration is in Sheboygan. So okay. the the book club leader lives in Sheboygan in a nice loft. And the drive, it was only an hour. So I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. Yeah. Um, and we have food. We talk about the book. We pick, So we're picking the books for the rest of the year. So we're reading Bell Hooks. Mm. And she's an amazing... Bell Hooks is absolutely Yes! See, you already read. know. I was a gender I'm, sexuality I'm studies read. major. Yes. I read a lot of Bell I'm Hooks. I'm going to give you my book <laughs> called All About Love. That book opened my eyes so much. Now we're reading Black like Love Salvation. Yeah. Tell me about so we're So if even if you've already read it, give you a refresher. But... um. A lot of the people in the book club haven't read it, but the the moderator has. So, like, mm-hmm. I actually need to catch. They on chapter four. I only read one chapter. I need to catch up. But anyway, if you want to join the book club, um, I'll give y'all the information. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and I and I'll give y'all the schedule. But I have a really good lawyer friend, um, so he's gonna join it too. He likes to read. So mm-hmm. that's that. But um, I wanted to talk my shit first of all about my punk ass job. Yeah. I'm so and all the punk ass jobs out there, I'm sick of working nine to five. I'm sick of being a slave, having to request for vacation, having to be, you know, politically correct and diplomatic and fake and smile. I feel I'm, that. I'm so oh, fucking sick of that. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. And I keep saying this, I can't wait to the day to where I can control everything in my life. I'm my own boss. I don't even need to be rich and famous. I'll take one or the other. Just like one follow the other. <laughs> right. exactly. The richest follow. If you're rich, here come the fame. Like, right. you know, so that, that's my talk, my shit. I'd rather be rich. But we keep the damn fame. Right. right. Okay. I don't want to be bothered. Right. Boss of Bitch, I'm rich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, Nini, I'm a very rich bitch. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and now she really is. She rich. is a rich like, bitch. Wow. <laughs> He is really rich now, and I'm like, dang, see, even look at that, like how the house fights. Are you see season one to season, whatever they so, are, and right how much now, they like, I'm like, okay, even Ooh, that wigs and wigs have gotten so much better. You remember when they used to make fun of Kim for wearing wigs, and now everybody and their mama wear a fucking wig. wig. Self-directed yeah. phone. It's great. Yeah. Montessori works. If you want to send him to K3 in Milwaukee, send him to my basement. 
But I don't know how it works though that she doesn't like Alice. I don't either. So, girl, you know, I'm <laughs> school. I've been, I've been advocating for my son's school. I love Montessori. So yeah. It works, especially for little boys. They hyperactive. Yeah, that's oh. like that's one of the best girl. learning methods for them. Yeah. But he's Montessori. so shy and timid, so that's why. That I'm don't matter. Concerned. My son is socially awkward. Like he's the only child. He is. He's he doesn't know yet how to go up to people and be like, want to play? He's still the only child. Listen, when Jace was the only child, Jace is the one that, hi, you want to be my friend? Hi, you want to come play? Hi, you want to come play? Girl, they will bring so wicked. He introduced himself to everyone. Everywhere we go. Call his school. Hi, my name is Jace. I am three. This is my brother. He is one. First of all, don't be introducing us. Okay. I'll be advocating like... K three is half day, but it eases them in to like so. so it's K three, K four, K five. So mm-hmm. he'll most likely be in a class with my son. Yeah, and it it eases them in to what is and it's basically like following rules and introducing yeah. shapes and colors. And if the teacher sees that he already knows the shapes and colors, okay, I'm gonna challenge you some more. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, that's what the daycare teacher girl. told me uh, today. She was like, I didn't know he already knew the shapes and colors mm-hmm. and numbers and stuff. I was like. Yeah, we don't just sit at home and just look at each mm-hmm. other like, hey, son. Yeah, my baby no letters. Right. Letters. Right. He like, knows letters. It really sounds. shocks me when I hear teachers like, oh my God, he knows it. What the hell do you be running into? Because no, honestly, some kids who don't, and I was talking to my son's teacher, uh-huh. and um, some kids who don't have that daycare background, like they don't, she said they don't know, and she said, so I do a, uh, what is it, competency? Oh, and yes, she said some of the kids don't know yeah. the letters, okay. and you know, and when they three and four, and she said this, these are things that they should know, but it helps me to see I have half of my class here and half here, mm-hmm. so I'm like. The, my superstars, I can give them an assignment. They can work on it independently, but I'm going to work right. with this group, but I'm going to still go back and check on this group. I love my school. Okay, I'm going to have to check, check out, out my son's school. I love it. I mean, is it a, uniform? It is, but they don't have to wear uniforms. No, I want uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to buy all the My son still can't fit in the uniform shirt, but um, it's, it's a wonderful school. Love it. Diverse. That was the big thing. That's I didn't want it all black. Me. I didn't want it mostly right white, now, most Latino. I wanted it mixed. Listen, right now, my youngest, he is the only boy in his class. Where'd he go? To um, the daycare. Where, where is it? It's called uh, Just Like Mommy on Lincoln. Oh, on the south side. Yeah, okay. so he the only boy in his class. Listen, I picked him up the first day. Picking him up from daycare. It's just him and all these little girls. Aww. Little girls stood up. Bye, Poppy. Oh, first of all, little girls. <laughs> it ain't Poppy, it's right. Jack. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, but the teacher has, she talks to him in Spanish. Oh, that's she, That's her first language. Yeah. So he's kept picking up on Spanish, but Aww. he's also learning sign language at home. Yeah. So I'm like, am I doing too much for him? Because no, little kids. Doing it. Yes. Keep doing it. Little kids can pick that up. Yeah. Because he, when I picked him up today, and she was like, she said kiss in Spanish or whatever. He did it. He knew what she was talking Aww. about. I said, first of all, we don't know. He ain't going to be at my house speak Spanish. I don't know what he's saying. You play Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but my little cousin, um, my cousin's black. His wife is Mexican. So she speaks to him. And, like, he knows both wow. languages. It that don't confuse them. out because they little brain. It's not it's like, a, you I'm know. Confused. Well, that's because you, you older <laughs> than him. Oh, <laughs> You wrong. You're like, right. my brain is 
that you because have to retrain your brain. We all learn and language together. is not everybody don't pick up on language easily. Language is not for everybody. No. <laughs> but if you're a person who can pick up on it, especially if you can get them to do it as a small child, because so Americans, we're kind of like the only country that doesn't speak a ton of language. Thank yes. you. My German, French, Spanish, yes. and English. Yes. We are lacking and like so a, far a far little far bit of Italian. Like she speaks four fluently and a, a smidge of five. Now I have I've taken quite a few languages, friends. but I picked up more on the culture and only kind of retained one actual language. Yeah, like uh, other than English. But I really wish I would have taken more and been more consistent with them, and especially the because thing, I love to like, travel. Right. I wish I knew another language, but. Like, just teaching my kids sign language, I'm learning it, but teaching at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was forced into that because my mm. youngest one, he has a, he had a hearing delay. I have to get two, so oh, wow. I, I figured, it, right, so I was like, let's do sign language. Because Jace, oh. he had sign language too when he uh, started, but he fell off in sign language. But he picks it up way quicker than Jay, but Jay is still like... More, I want to eat and all this other stuff. Like it's just amazing to see them actually learning what I'm yeah. teaching. It kind of freaks me out sometimes. Like, yeah. oh, so you listen? Yeah. Oh, so you listen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And language is a big thing. Like, yes. Language is important, though. Everywhere else speaks English pretty much anyway. And every time you go somewhere, everybody wants to practice their English. But really? still, like it, yeah. So overseas, <laughs> but like, it shows that you at least took initiative to care about their culture mm-hmm. and not just being a stupid American. See, and that's the thing. I do not want my kids to be. It's just ignorant mm-hmm. to the fact that there are people who can't hear. There are people who can't speak. There are people who speak Chinese. Just like, okay, this was real embarrassing. We went to McDonald's play area or whatever. And then this Asian family came in. Jace was so excited about these different looking people. Aww. He was like, Mom, my friends are from China. I was like, son, can you not say that out loud? Can you say that a little lower? Because he was just like, he figured that they were from China because he had been watching, I don't even know if it was Japanese, Chinese, whatever, but he watches these cartoons on YouTube that speaks Japanese and Chinese. And I was like, oh, first of all, anything that they say sounds like gibberish to me. They do. (laughs) Because it's just all so muffled. You can tell by like their intonation, like where they're from. Yeah. Like certain countries have like higher. This girl told me that, and I was just like, it all sounds the same. The one, usually the, the more like straight across monotone is more like Mandarin. Okay. The one with all the like up and down intonation is usually like Korean. See, I, I just hear the nail shop um, like, or like, <laughs> like that's usually like Vietnamese. Yeah, okay. like, you can usually tell like Vietnamese yeah. and like Hmong kind of like yeah. Like, like, you can kind of actually tell the difference. Like they have different yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to learn Arabic. <laughs> See, you made it. Arabic is hard. I've tried teaching myself Arabic so many times, but it's so hard. And one of my best Arabic friends is Palestinian, so like we use small phrases between each other. Mm-hmm. But I am like, not like nowhere near functional in Arabic. No, because it's not like they speak the whole time they're talking. That's how I People say that about German too, but I speak German. Yes, they be like, oh, they lost in my mind. <laughs> oh, bruh, damn. No, but you know, 
Like, do y'all grow her? I found out that. I want to do that. My mother's I half, do too. My mother's <laughs> half of my family is German. I can oh, see wow. that. Oh, you can see it. I can. But can. they all are German. And I got a description of my great-great-grandfather. And he was a white man with blue eyes, brown hair. He I want to do that. How much was, was that? The one that I did. Yeah, like $100? I want to do because that's. I, I want to do the DNA test. Me too. I'm about to do the Twenty three and me. Yeah, don't laugh because I swear I think I got some Latino in me. You probably do. I swear. You definitely probably do. Like because the way that I'm just drawn to Spanish culture, like it can't be like I was really. I had an identity crisis in high school because I, I know. I, I didn't, and that's why it's a long story. But I'm like because I don't know anything about. Black culture, where I come from, so mm-hmm. I like you clung your, to another yeah. uh, culture, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to do that. Come on, but... y'all, y'all better adopt me, okay? <laughs> I came from y'all. Okay? But that's how I was like that freshman year, not freshman year, but like at some point in college, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought I was Nigerian because I really? did African Students really? Association, like. I still to this day I still listen to like Afrobeats and like really? you know, African music and like African food like African food. like this somebody I went to high school with, with was like I legit thought you were Nigerian. Wow. She was like you are more Nigerian than half the Nigerian people. And that's I know. the thing with me like people like they look at me like what are you exactly? Because people think I'm Middle Eastern. I would guess East African or Middle Eastern. See, Somali. and I get that all Somali the time. for sure. I mean, Either like, Somali or uh, Eritrea or Ethiopia. Yeah. But listen, here, yeah. girl. Your forehead not that big, though. But my grandmother, she was a pure white German woman. Really? Yes, pure white German woman. Came from a German family that came from uh, Germany and migrated from Canada. They were farmers. Mm. But they lost it because my grandmother fell in love with the black man. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, they wasn't with the shit. Mm-hmm. So once she said she wasn't going to get rid of him, they got rid of her with that mm-hmm. man. Yeah. I love Germany though. The Germans are so dope. Like, are they dope? I love Germany. Like, legit. I would I live there. Explore that side. Like, I, I would really it. live in Germany. Like, really? I love it. Yeah. What is the culture like here? Like, the people are white. so much no, nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it is white as hell. I know but. it's white. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like I don't know where I fit in with my mm-hmm. family because, like, the black side, I don't really mesh. I don't fit in that ghetto territory. And then I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to fit in, but I don't. <laughs> and then I'm like, where do I fit in? I feel like it's more on that side, but I don't have any touch with that side, like the white side of my family. So I'm just like, well, it's just me and yeah. my sisters, and everybody refers to me as the white one. Damn, <laughs> even though my sister is the light skin one, but I'm the See, white. and then they refer to me as the dark one. Like I'm like I'm like. Well, that's me. I'm like I'm like two shirts. Thank God you don't got no skin complex, right. color complex. That yeah, that, that that's where right. colorism is a When bitch. I was younger, I used to always ask my mom. There are not a lot of black people though in Germany. There are not a lot of black people. Plenty in Paris. Plenty. Yeah, there's it's a lot of African folks. Yeah, but it's not a lot okay, of black people so in Germany. Over in Paris, they said that um, 
is it true or is this fake news as well <laughs> uh, that men in Paris love black women? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. But that's how that's men in Europe mean. in general love black women, mm-hmm. but it's an infatuation more than an actual that's respect exactly. and love. So the number of men that asked me on a date was creepy considering I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, it's It's really weird. It's a fetish. Because have y'all, I don't know if y'all seen that show. Um, what is it? I think it was called like Married Overseas or Dating. Married First Sight or something? I think so. Okay. Because they, it was these women and they were dating all of these men in France or overseas in Europe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they had to make a decision on if they would stay or if they would mm-hmm. go back to the States. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was That's like, interesting. Now, I would stay off bat just because if Europe and there's free health care, free education. Thank free, you. Like, free, 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 free elder free. care, free daycare, free and college. It's like, free yes. Health. And it's like they come over here they're like, why the fuck y'all pay so much for college? Like, yeah. And just the way they live over there is so different because like yeah. in America, the way that I'm always constantly yeah. like, they oh don't God. function like that. No. Everything honestly, over there is real chill. London, honestly. It's so chill. Like, people come home from work for lunch. Yeah. Like, it's you like know, even in high America. school, yeah. you go home for lunch and if you don't have afternoon classes, you don't gotta go back. No. Yeah, like, it's a real chill. Like people do a lot America. of like, that yeah, the, the year long gaps and stuff, like they do that a lot. Found, like that type of I should London. Area. Honestly, London was amazing. Because he's so loud. I, stayed, I didn't make it to London. I but. stayed in Western Western London too. So I stayed. Did you make it to Camden? Yes. Um, okay. We went to um, not Versailles. That's Paris. <laughs> we went. Where the hell? Um, Oxford. Oh, because that's where they shot all the Harry Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. They shot all the Harry Potter stuff, and then uh-huh. we went to. Like gay neighborhood. Really? They embrace it. Even in the airport, they have pictures of transgender people up in the London and Heathrow airport. Like Mm -hmm. they had an LGBTQ parade at the Paris Disney. You got in free. Like it. Yeah. Mm Because it was beginning to be June before Pride. Yeah, and that's something I really want to do. Pride around the world. I want to do Pride around the world. So I do a lot of. Like pride stuff, like I said, I work with the National LGBT Task Force, that's, and that's I did like something um, really that could really be like nice. I did this year. I did a um, a weekend of pride events. Last year, I just did a pride day party. Mm-hmm. This year, I did um, a live podcast recording, um, a day party, and then uh, trap yoga. So I would like really like to do prides in other countries. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to like. You know, travel and do prides. I want to start doing prides in other places. I other think countries that would be is high really eye opening because, like, when you get stuck in one culture of pride, even you just think that that's just exactly mm-hmm. it everywhere. Yeah. Whereas here, it is not as embraced as it is it everywhere is. else. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, "Oh, we're starting to embrace it. We're starting to grasp it and stuff." Because I even realized in my career field. I, I was even like 
approach with stuff that I never thought of, like how they have to deal with stuff in the world. Because we are just like, oh, well, we venture the world this way and this is how it's done and stuff like that. And you know something I never thought about? If you have been a transgender or you have been with your partner for however long, and you know, we don't get younger, we get older. And you let's say, God forbid you go into a home or whatever. Their parents, their family just say that you're not allowed to be around. See, but that's my thing. Like, do you know how you may not have no you lose all of your um, individuality Mm -hmm. when you go into that room and then being transgender or anything like that, that privacy becomes absolutely null and void. People don't respect it Mm-mm. and they treat it as though it does not matter. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But let me wrap this up right quick yep. and we can keep talking. So to my listeners, make sure you catch up to me. Excuse me. Stay connected with me every single Wednesday. So we do this every single Wednesday. 8 p.m. As always, you can inbox me, DM me, message me, email me with a new topic. I'm always looking for new topics. But to my guests, thank y'all for coming. Y'all always welcome back. But until then, always talk y'all shit and speak your truth.